What kind of poker player are you for all those that have played poker? What kind of poker player are you? That's a pretty personal question. That's like saying, tell me your tricks. And ordinarily, I'm not supposed to tell people our methods for playing poker or our tells, our signs, what kind of hand we have. We're not supposed to do that. Because poker is a, can be a high-pressure thing. and it's a, I'm not going to say poker is a complicated game. And I'm saying this because I was introduced to a, uh, a new game when I came to St. Sebastian's. I was made aware of one of the many great traditions at St. Sebastian's is every, the week, so many people are smiling, it's the weekly back alley bridge game in the rectory with Father Valencheck and the boys, and it's every week. So, I don't know if anybody's ever played this game, but if you think poker, rummy, euchre is complicated, maybe. But this game is really complicated. It's really complicated. And one of the greatest but most challenging parts of this game is that you have to actually predict how many hands you're going to win before you start. Just by looking at what you got and how you plan to play. And you have to be bold. You have no choice but to be bold in guessing the outcome. Because the more accurately you predict what you're going to bring in, the more points you gain for your team. And if you underbid, if you underbid what you have, then um, you lose points, okay? Or rather, you, you receive less return on the, the hands you win. And if you overbid, then it's not fun. It's not fun. So it takes boldness, it takes risk, it takes experience, intuition that I've had to gain over the last four or five months. But more importantly, it takes confidence in predicting what you're going to bring back, no matter the outcome. It takes confidence in discerning your bid. So each player has their own method. Each player has some kind of balance between being bold and being prudent with what they have, how they're going to play it. And you have to put yourself out there. That's what makes the difference, is, is putting yourself out there and saying, this is what I'm going to bring back. And my, my trademark, I'm almost done. My trademark phrase is, I deserve this many, but I'm going to say this many. I'm pretty quick to act, but in the end, I kind of underbid a little bit. I say, I deserve four, but I'm going to say two. I do that a lot. And this is very similar, see where I'm going with this, this is very similar to a servant that his master gave talents, a very servant. Um, and he trusted them with his fortune and says, go, make bank. So... Let's look at this line. This line um, caught my attention in the reading. To one, he gave five talents. To another, he gave two. To a third, he gave one, each according to their ability. So 
Jesus isn't saying here that the one with five was better than the one with one, but they were all different. Because when God gives us gifts, if he gives us five special gifts, or three, or 25, or one, no gift is better than another, but is how you accept it, how you use it, your boldness in putting out, investing what God gave you, and see what happens. So the one who the master gave five talents, I think was rather a bold kind of person. You know, they didn't collect any dust. They just saw what he gave and jumped up, head out the door, win, lose, or draw, and just, just to see what would happen. So that was, he was rather a bold person, and he made out well. The one who master gave to was a little bit more of a diligent kind of person. They probably sat down at the table, you know, kind of rubbing their chin and looking at the hand they were dealt and kind of carefully worked out the best course of action. And then they went out confidently and says, this is what I'm going to do. And it worked. Even the third one, we always want to downplay. The third person that had one talent was, still had potential. He wasn't just the underdog. He had potential. And he was probably a cautious person, or she was rather a cautious person, that gauged the risk, you know, before they decided how to act, which is a good thing. But what happened? They wasted their chance because um, they were just stuck in their head. They probably sat there looking at the responsibility, imagining all the ways that they could lose, all the different turnouts, all the risks they were going to be taking, and they were like paralyzed by that fear. So they literally put it under the bed, and they buried it. So remember, the master was a wise person. He knew what he was doing when he was giving these things, and he knew the people's potential. Now, it's, I think we all know that it's easy to doubt ourselves. I think it's all too easy to remember only our failures in the past and think, that's my limit, which is stupid, right? We all do it. It's wrong. We remember the things we've done right. We remember our successes and the things that the Lord has already done through us so we can realize this is who I am. And we can decide how to act and put ourselves out there, remembering, literally discerning the gifts that God has given us. And St. Paul says, we're children of the day. So basically, we are wired and we're equipped and we're enabled to get out there and make a difference and make bank for the Lord just by being who we really are, because who we truly are, who we truly are, is who we are in Christ, him living out in us and through us, not what we need to fix and not our limits. So St. Paul says, don't just sit there and doubt yourself and shut yourself in like the rest of the world, because it's not who we are. So the question we have to ask ourselves, for one, is what kind of player are we? 
Are we the kind of person that we hear our gut reaction and it's the right one? We have a gut reaction and we act on it. Are we the kind of person that carefully discerns? Here's what I see and discern the best course. And then once you have clarity, you assert it. Shout out your bid. This is what I'm going to do. And then, if you don't do this enough, think of the gifts that God has given you. Because they're not hard, and he doesn't give us 25 to handle. What are those things about you that you don't have to think about, but seem to be the easiest part and the best parts in your life that make a difference in the lives of others? So what are the gifts the Lord has, just has invested in you? And then lastly, what makes you doubt yourself? You know, what, makes you hold, what makes you hold back? Do you measure yourself by your failures? Or do you measure, or do you measure yourself by the things you've done right? Do you really believe that Jesus can do great things through you? What do you find that you're afraid of all the time that stops you from taking those chances? And ask yourself, you know, what do I have to lose by doing what other people aren't doing? What do I have to lose by following my gut and acting on it if I trust the Lord is in me? You know, what do I have to lose by saying what my conscience says. Are we, is it, are we really going to lose ourselves by being Jesus out there? No. So the lesson of the unfortunate servant who is overcome by fear is that if we don't use the gifts, the talents that God gave us, we don't lose them, but we risk forgetting they're there and forgetting how to use the best things, the best tools we have the Lord gave us. So, calm down. The, we have to remember that the Lord never gives us more than we can handle. Such is the case here. He doesn't give us more than we can handle at this point in our life and at this point in our life. So, he's not going to deceive us or overwhelm us more than we can take. But simply, the more we put ourselves out there, the more bold we are in facing risks, knowing that the return is much better, the more God will have through us, and the more confidence we will have in ourselves, like who we are and what God gave us. Hence, the more able we'll be able, able will be able, to do greater things and become stronger, more alive people. And we can put out deeper and deeper, and the Lord will call us out. And the more we give of ourselves, the more he's going to fill us. So, dare I say, don't worry. And this is why Jesus reassures us today. He reassures us, if you're faithful, since you are faithful in these small matters, I will give you great responsibilities.
So, then he says, come, share in your master's joy. We get to share in God's joy by simply putting out there and doing and investing what he has given us.